Hi, Tim. Oh, wait. I'm sp- we're supposed to have our, our faces. Your face up, Brett. It's good for the show, I promise you. People can hear it when we see each other. No, they can't. They can, I promise. They, they actually, I mean, it's, 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 it's a thing. I've been listening to the last episodes, and it's a different energy in, like, a good way. You should hear what podcasts sound like when everybody's in the same room together. I refuse to. Those hear are pretty that. good. <laughs> Brandon's never been in the same room with anyone in his life. Brandon doesn't want the show to get good because then he'll have to hate it. <laughs> is that it? Is it? Yeah. You, you don't want it to get too popular because then then you're duty bound by your life experience to dislike it yeah. if it becomes popular. Is that it? Right. No, I mean, you know, I don't have to listen to it. Damn, I lost my comrades again. This is episode 299 of Insert Credit, a video game talk show where our panelists must answer every question within the time allotted, or else you will hear this horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and if I had to choose a public domain song to replace the Mario Invincibility star jingle, I'd use Stars and Stripes Forever. Mm, okay. All right, I, I got one. Um, my name is Frank Spalli, and if I had to choose a public domain song uh, to replace the Mario Invincibility song, uh, I'd go Turkey in the Straw. Ooh, that's good. Oh, my God. Is it, hasn't Turkey in the Straw been uh, canceled in recent <laughs> years, though? Oh, Has yeah, it? it was. Yeah. It's for being, for being racist. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get the memo uh, on that. Not allowed to play it. Uh, my, answer, my answer stands... I mean, Mario's pretty racist, so yeah. <laughs> he gets more racist when he's empowered by the star. Is the, uh, is the canon in my universe? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Tim Rogers, and if I could choose a public domain song to replace the Invincibility Star music in Mario, first of all, let me just say the Invincibility Star music in Mario is is the worst track in the Mario series um, in general. It's the weakest link in Super Mario Brothers. One, I think we all Agreed. agree to that. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe the ending. No, the ending's all right. Ending's just missing its second uh, part. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, that obviously that bread and butter is the the you know the world one one the, mm-hmm. the Super Mario theme music. So I mean, this is an easy one to replace. You know, it's what's the buzz from Jesus Christ Superstar, right? Oh yeah, yeah. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the Koji Kondo is a bit of a ripoff artist, as is established by comparing some of his Zelda songs to the works of Django Reinhardt. There's a there's a little bit of ripoff artistry happening there. Super Mario Brothers 2, uh, the Mario Madness, known as Doki Doki Panic in Japan, when its themes are rendered to uh, uh, the uh, are renditioned uh, on uh, a pair of classical guitars in the uh, the the old uh, French quartet, uh, you know, jazz swing style of the 1920s, uh, it it becomes extremely evident how much uh, of an influence Django Reinhardt had on Koji Kondo. So I would like to pick a Django Reinhardt song verbatim to replace the Jesus Christ Superstar, What's It Happening? I'm just not really sure which one. So that was my preamble to saying. Uh, I don't know which Limehouse one. Blues? Limehouse Blues is all right. I would just replace it with a really sped up version of uh, of uh, Joplin's The Entertainer. Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah. Okay, but but does this fall into the public domain, your answer? I think so. The Entertainer? Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of public domain uh, recordings of it. I I, I should right. know because I have to use it. I know right. I, I know which ones to use to, to not get a to not get flagged. Uh, it would make sense. 
or or I would use the uh, the the cannon part from uh, the eighteen twelve overture by Tchaikovsky. Yeah, and then it does a little bump. Yeah, exactly. You get a little, you get a fireworks sound Doom, right? Like that. Oh, and then it'll do in, in in modern games. It'll do the the new Super Mario Brothers thing, where like the enemies like turn toward the camera when it goes wah, but it's like during the booms. Oh, maybe that's they, good. They trip over 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 something. Yeah, yeah, and then it speeds up really fast, and it just ends. It it just it's just that chorus part real fast, and then that means more invincibility because uh, I believe the original invincibility song was. Uh, Invincibility has a fixed duration in Super Mario Brothers. It has a fixed duration. It would have behooved them to have a, a composition of finite length, right? Yeah. And they didn't do that. Uh, there was no. There was no room. Oh, was there no room? Like that's actually true. There's no room left in that ROM for more music, which is why oh. the the second part of the ending theme does not play in the original Super Mario Brothers, but it does play in the Disk System Mario 2. Famicom Disk System Oh, version. that's interesting. But I mean, like, they were down to, like, bites left at the end. There's just not room for more music. So, for all we know, Tim, there might be more to that theme. Well, I mean, yeah, there, there, I, there better be. Well, I think we all need to check out the works of... I think we, heard, we a... hear the rest of that theme as the flight theme in Super Mario 64. Ah, yeah, yeah, just the uh, dun, 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 yeah, yeah, I know, I know that part. You know, there's another person on this show I'd like to hear from. Yeah, let's hear it. Oh, it's me, hello, I'm Brandon Sheffield. Pretty much for the duration of this, I've been trying to <laughs> figure out for no particular reason if the uh, if the French National Anthem is public domain. <laughs> I, I think National Anthems are good. I th- but I couldn't figure it out for sure, and so then I was thinking, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not public Definitely domain. Definitely not public but, domain. Oh, it is now. It, it, it is used now. to not be, but... It became yeah. public yeah. domain. Well, that sucks. It was cleared a few years ago. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I was thinking... I gotta say, the the happy birthday song sucks. I know, yeah, that's why good. I want to put it in there. It's almost as bad as the ABC song. It's true. Twinkle, twinkle. But yeah, no, uh, I think I think it would be really funny to have a French revolutionary song. Yeah. <laughs> why like, would that be funny, strictly speaking? Uh, because because uh, Mario's Italian and it doesn't make any sense. To me, it just... Uh, <laughs> well, I already said 1812 Overture, which celebrates the Russians' victory over Napoleon. Uh, yeah, so, Brandon. I mean, it's like, the same yeah, joke. I guess. Well, yeah, but nobody knows that. <laughs> you're kind of just letting your, uh, your lack of classical music knowledge all hang out here. Uh, but it is the month of August, the most yeah. summary of months. So it is. let's let it all hang so out. So in summary, yeah. we're recording two episodes back to back this week. So for two ninety nine, I felt like doing a little bit of dirt bag cleaning. Dirt bag. I was curious to see how many of video game submissions we've amassed on patreon.com slash insert credit since the last time we did a sweep. And boys, I have exactly fifty of these questions. Oh, dirt bag shootout. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to spend exactly one minute and no more on each of them. Speed is the key. Okay. That's what we're doing. Wait, are so you episode ready for 299 is a very special episode? Yes, 299, because we're out of our minds. <laughs> yeah, okay. makes sense. Okay. Yeah, Understood. Very good. Understood. Very good. Here we go. Our first is from Vanilla Bean, who asks, what is the Aphex Twin to Radiohead to Coldplay disappointed dad train of video games? They explain... That each band claims their predecessor is a major influence, but Radio hates Coldplay and Aphex Twin hates Radiohead. 
Oh, so that's that's uh, forty five seconds gone. Oh, what do we got in the, in no, the next? No, the timer 15? starts when I'm finished asking the question. Oh, okay. I mean, I I, I feel like Bayonetta, uh, Devil May Cry, uh, yeah, Ninja yeah. Gaiden, because uh, uh, Ninja Gaiden, uh, Tomonobu Itagaki famously hated on other character action games, uh, uh, and then you know Kami is uh, uh, working on Bayonetta, and he's kind of a jerk to the DMC people, right? You could also add Final Fantasy sixteen in there, I think. Oh, that's good. Further down the chain. So, yeah, I think that's the right... Well, it, well, it, well, I don't know. Ryota Suzuki was one of the dudes who worked on Devil May Cry 5. He's more of a Dragon's Dogma guy, by the way, everybody yeah. listening. Uh, check out Dragon's Dogma. Uh, it's usually a dollar on Steam. But I feel like he's he he likes Devil May Cry, though. He, he, he's not mean to Maybe it. that's true. Well, either way, I, I think it's a it's a good uh, good 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 chain you got. Yeah, yeah that's the good. disappointed dad chain. Chain of memories. Next, Kill me. Toys of Fire asks, what is the Saturday Night Live mm, What You Say sketch of video games? I don't know that one. I don't know that either. I also don't know. I know what it's based on, though. Uh, then we pass on that one. We can pass. Uh, John oh. H. asks, what is the Studio Trigger of video game? Studio, studio. Trigger, it's an, an anime studio? It's an anime studio that uh, some the, people uh, say is incredibly un- overrated and do not like, uh, but other people are super into it. So I think the answer is way forward. Sure. I think that's a good answer based yeah. on the criteria that I just learned. Yeah. And and they do have good animation, more or less. So uh, John H. explains that Studio Trigger is an anime studio most widely known for the show its founders made at the old studio Gainax. Gainax. Uh, they have arguably never made anything as good, but they have very good marketing. And oh, that's a, a different uh, uh, way of approaching this. Different way of approaching it. But yeah, we are. Um, no, we've still got 30 seconds. Well, uh, so what they're well best known for. I mean, any one of those platinum games like 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 Bayonetta or whatever, where it's like guys who came from Clover Studio at Capcom. Mm-hmm. That would that mm-hmm. would probably be that. Right. Yeah. Like most former Capcom studios. Yeah. Final Fantasy 16. Oh, Dragon's Dogma. Just kind of returning that particular thing back. Yeah, that's right. Dragon's Dogma's good, bro. Drag Dog. You don't play that? <laughs> Drag that's Dog. Time. Next question. Danimal asks, who or what is the Wednesday Campanella of video games? Who's that? Oh, Wednesday Campanella is one of the best musical uh, artists working uh, in Japan right now. Um uh, they do make a lot of video game references, and I wonder if that's where we're coming from on it, or if we should yeah. take it a different direction. I mean, the video game references, they have a whole uh, e- a whole EP about Castlevania, and uh, another one that's about the PC Engine. So yeah. it's uh, I recommended that per- that PC Engine song, the Momotaro, to Brandon Sheffield, like, I feel like 20 times over a course of a couple years without telling him why, and I don't think he ever, uh, he ever, I was just like, you should listen to this song. And then he never did. No, I, um, I, I, you listen I to it eventually. I have, yeah, I listened to it. I have two of their two of their albums. Now I think I listened to as soon as I oh, had the opportunity. Yeah, you just didn't say anything about the PC Engine references. So that's I all. Thought I thought we talked I, about it actually. No, you never did. Oh, well, never seconds. did. Never did. So what is the Momotaro? So so that's Wednesday Campanella is a band you recommend to somebody and then uh, for a specific reason and they don't uh, mention it back. So what's a video game that gave you a similar experience that you that's time. you 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 told somebody about it and then they got really into it but didn't tell you. I tried to get a friend to play Final Fantasy fourteen with me. When Final Fantasy fourteen first came out and they didn't uh, uh, they didn't play it with me and or when it was first getting big with the expansions and then I learned later that they had just stormed through it. Yeah, it could be and, it. Uh, that's good. Bonk's Revenge for me. <laughs> Henry, in Action Comics number Henry? one, there was a competition Henry. readers could enter that involved them ripping out a page from the book. This uh-huh. was a page with part of the Superman section. 
What mm-hmm. is the Action Comics number one competition of video games? That's the letter in Star Tropics that you had to dunk in water. Yeah. Shoot. I knew Frank would have the answer on this one. Something you have to destroy. Yeah. I mean, how many video games came with like a coupon in the manual, right? A lot of Japanese video games came with like a sticker sheet that you could tear out. The earthbound scratch and sniff stickers. N- now it's not worth money anymore, whatever. So the, and... the difference with Star Tropics, though, is that it was basically copy protection. You would be stuck yeah, in yeah. the game without revealing the number that required uh-huh. you to destroy the paper. Yeah, I feel like you were, uh, we, we had the correct answer already and then yeah, kept talking. It. Yeah, that's pretty good. I would also say a further answer would be. According to every used video game store I've ever been to, uh, most Sega Genesis game cartridge boxes, because people, uh, there's something must be requiring people to throw those away. Yeah, they jettison them into the universe. Because otherwise, otherwise, why would they be getting rid of them so prolifically? Two Marrow asks, what is the meat and potatoes of video games? Well, meat and potatoes. Run and jump. That sounds right to me. Platformer? Could be. If we assume that all games have to have jumping, I think it would just be jumping and shooting. When you assign, I I once joked to assigning my Mister that on the uh, like the 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 buttons on my Mister because you know Sega Genesis assigning Sega Genesis game buttons to an Xbox controller is a little a little confusing sometimes because you have to know which button is jump and which is shoot. So it's always jump and shoot are always the ones that get kind of placed in in different places in that ABC configuration. Mm-hmm. So I I started calling the X button on the Xbox controller the meat button. And the A button, the potatoes button. Ah. So and then X is usually where you want to put shoot or attack and then jump. So I would say those are the jump. I would say that the movement is the plate. Run is the plate. Jump is the potatoes. Attack is the meat. Right? Kiko B asks, what is the peanut butter and jelly on white bread of video games? Uh, Super Mario Brothers. I don't like that. So I don't know if I want to factor that in or not, but I only eat peanut butter on wheat bread. Without yeah, so there's there's a lot of people in the world who, when uh, approached with the idea of peanut butter and jelly, uh, immediately uh, act. Uh, uh, Brandon did not respond histrionically or theatrically, I would say, or dramatically, but uh, a lot of people immediately express like this weird, disproportionate, extreme disgust to yeah. peanut butter and jelly, and they're usually really, really bad people. I've observed. <laughs> I think peanut butter <laughs> and jelly is okay. I don't sit around <laughs> fantasizing about it. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's just not for me. When when someone gets really like offended and upset at the mention of peanut butter and jelly, uh, they're always it's always like the weirdest possible person. So for me, so is it Call of Duty? It would be a video game that people get real mad at here. That like really weird bad people get real fine. mad at hearing. Okay, mentioned. my 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 answer uh, and Tim's uh, explanation backs this up is Angry Birds. Ooh, oh like yeah, that. why yeah. not? Why yeah, not? Sorry. Ian asks, yeah. what's the everything bagel of video games? Destiny. I like this. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing... I, I, I don't mind Destiny either. Mm-hmm. It's got good shooting. It's got good good production value. I even like the story and lore stuff. It's just, it's got everything you could ever want. To me, an everything bagel is like all a bunch of the little bits, but it's all blended together. So uh, yeah. it... It's all it's all in one kind of one kind of a paste for you in in a way. So I don't know exactly what I don't know if that's destiny for me. Um, I could see it. You can see all the bits in the yeah. everything bagel. I could see it. You can see them all. You can taste them a little separately. That's when instead of playing a game, I just uh, look at all the trailers on Steam. Oh, <laughs> I, oh I like yeah. that. All right, Gaga Geens asks, "What is the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner of video games?" 
Um, God, most AAA video games. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's convenient, and you you use it primarily when you're like in a hotel. In a hotel, yeah. <laughs> oh, the Angry Birds. Yeah, I would <laughs> say to somebody, to anybody listening to this, I want to take the rest of this time to just say, don't ever trust a product that says it can do more than one thing. Um, like any kind of a hygiene product, don't do it. Just don't do it. At least there, I saw there's there's like five in one, seven in one men's uh, hygiene products out there. It's like it's shaving cream and it's aftershave and it's shampoo and it's conditioner and it's body wash. I'm, and it's okay. Like the, the way my brain works, it's got like a snake on the bottle. <laughs> well, I'm immediately imagining like a, like a Famicom multi-cart, like nine, 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 nine in one. So like, yeah, this, this bottle of cleaning product has like, Oh, sounds good. Spider-Man from the Sam Raimi movie and like a battle toad <laughs> yeah. and Harry yeah. Potter on it. And, and then each one represents a different utility, I suppose. And it's a uh, it's it's like the because some some hotels for, well for a long time had built in games but they were just like five hundred and one type mm-hmm. NES ROM hack things so it's that yeah mm-hmm. uh, crispy asks what is the walking by a store on a hot day that has the front doors wide open with the AC blasting and you catch a sudden blast of freezing air of video games you catch a blast well I, I'll, uh, for me. I just regained enough um, mobility in my left hand again to start playing uh, video games to a limited capacity. And I loaded up the next Yakuza that I was going to go for, which was Yakuza 6. And I felt that exact feeling of like not thinking about work for a minute and uh, being back with my buddy Kiryu oh, and being good. like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm alive for 30 seconds. <laughs> so uh, for me... It's a it's it's a Yakuza game after a long time. I like that. I think it's just a Yakuza game after playing like most other video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was thinking Yakuza, and also for me, Sonic Mania is very similar. You just kind of mm-hmm. catch a glimpse of that, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, things can be okay if we want I was, them to. <laughs> I was I was arranging my entire Steam library into collection folders uh, just the other day. And I had a AAA folder that had stuff like Days Gone and Assassin's Creed in it. And then I realized, I don't want to put Yakuza in here. Yeah. So no. I made a new folder called J-A-A-A, Japanese AAA. Ooh. Yeah. And it's Resident Evil and it's Yakuza. And the primary distinction is it's a game you open up and Start you, just, you just get to have a good time. Yeah. You don't have to endure three hours of portentous tutorials and such justin asks on episode 136 tim once called raw danger the die hard of video games yeah what's the live free or die hard of video games uh which one was that again is that the last one no the last one was a good day to die hard it's uh the fourth the fourth one a good day to die hard is the fifth one. live free or die hard is the one where he crashes a car into a helicopter the helicopter yeah Yeah, okay yeah um i i want to point out that i just learned i believe yesterday uh, I've been exploring uh, Java mobile games. That there was a live free or die hard pixel. Uh, oh wow! Uh, so it's probably that game. So, <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> probably got it. Or I mean, it could just be a video game that is is okay, uh, but got disliked because it had been too long and nobody cared. Or like I don't know. Does he have the kid in that one, or is that the next one again? Uh, that's the next one. The next one's God all about no, it's the third, uh, fourth one's about his daughter. The fifth one's about his yeah. son. Daughter, the fourth right. one is where he's with the I'm a Mac guy. Yeah, Justin Long. Justin Long. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about the the daughter one. She's like McLean at the end. She yeah, it's a 
At the time it came out, uh, many, many people were very disappointed. Though now that the world has endured 15 years of a Marvel Cinematic Universe, I feel like if you go back to yeah, A Good fine. Day to Die Hard, you'll be like, oh, or, or no, Live Free or Die Hard, you'll be like, oh, this is pretty good. People made fun of it because of the, the computer references. They've shut down our websites or whatever. People are like, oh, no one would say that. And it ended up getting bombarded with the weakest complaints. Yeah. Uh, I would watch it again to confirm it's okay, but but I I, I, I want y'all to I, look I in our uh, our private chat to see uh, to see that this game is real. Oh, I love yeah. it. I love this. Yeah, I'll play it. Yeah, oh, I'd play the heck out of that. Next question: Brill Pickle asks, "What is the norm core of video games?" Uh, norm core is that like a nerd rap? Look, look, norm core is a fashion movement that did not actually exist. It was yeah, it observed by non-fashion people on uh, social media. Uh, who were able to just walk in pretending as though they knew something about fashion. It's basically wearing wearing basics. It's it's yeah. wearing like really uh, monochromatic. I mean, not, not that your whole outfit fits monochromatic, but you wear like one color shirt, one color pants. It was like millennials talking down to, to Gen Z people they observed as having no interest in fashion in, in the way that, you know, boomers might have said millennials are killing the... Uh, uh, the the fine scotch buying market or whatever yeah so it's, like it's something a, that's like spuriously somewhat derided but then picked up on by the industry itself oh it's roblox roblox yeah, that's it at the buzzer roblox. what is the health goth of video games health, oh, goth? health goth is another is that a tiktoker what's that health goth is another fashion thing <laughs> where where it's yeah. like you're wearing you're wearing your adidas tracksuit but it's all black it's athleisure yeah it, it's athleisure but you're uh, all black um, yeah um, I like it, that like I, I i'm thinking bayonetta for some reason i was oh. thinking bullet witch so we're on the right yeah. track. <laughs> on the right yeah. track <laughs> uh, video health game goth. witches is the answer yeah uh, pno3 uh, is pretty mm. health goth, even though sure. you're wearing all white. Sure, it's a, it's a little extra Y2K for being health goth. But uh, I mean, I hate to say this because I don't like this game, and I think health goth is okay. I, maybe it's Res. I don't mm. know. Res is a pretty health goth video game. Sure. Every health goth I personally know is big on electronic music. So That's yeah, true. Uh, that is real. Yeah, listen to something while they're jogging. Are they all theater kids? Because uh, like Res is a theater kid game. Some of no. them are. Yeah. Yeah, I may have a different opinion of these. Spencer asks, "What is the going to the movies but spending the whole time on your phone of video games?" Uh, Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, side quests. during the cutscenes. Oh, mm. side quests. The cutscenes are fine. It's the side quests. Uh, <laughs> when you're capturing footage uh, of the game and you 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 your footage requires uh, that you don't skip the the cuts the side quest dialogues. Uh, that's uh, definitely. I went to a movie just the other day, and a kid was on his phone through the whole movie. Oh God! The whole movie. His mom and his mom's mom, and I think two of his aunts and three of his uncles took him to his delight to see the new Indiana Jones movie. And this kid did not look at the screen once. Also, he was like 13. Like, maybe he could have had a good time. I don't know. Thank you. All right. Uh, next. Quumbleflet <laughs> asks, who is the Oedipus of video games? What? David who Cage. Who is the guy who killed his dad and married his mom of video games? David yeah. Cage. I think David Cage literally did that, right? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. yeah remember when <laughs> yeah, he did that? that? Happened. Yeah, that happened. That was in the news. Well, that, that came up in the, uh, the, the court case, yeah. Yeah. Right. He killed his dad. Did he blind himself? 
Yeah, and he, he there was that time he riddled that sphinx and he was like, the answer, it is man. <laughs> That's right. All right. I mean, I don't know. I think the uh, who is the Oedipus of video games is no offense. Um, we've gotten this far into the episode and I haven't said this yet. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think that's a stupid question. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, think that, I think that's do Try a little harder. Try harder. <laughs> Fighting Fudan asks, what is the I've had too much coffee and now I feel like death of video games? Oh, shoot. Um, uh. I was just playing something that was flashing way, way, way too much. I can't remember what it was, though. Or I was watching a video of something. Probably because it erased your memory, like in Men in Black. Right. So I, I had an immediate association, so I just got to go with it. I haven't thought Seriously. about this game in years. Mad World. Oh. oh, Mad World. Too much of a good thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. It was those worn out faces and worn out places. That got I, think, I think I uh, think the uh, piggybacking off of Mad World, I'd say Jet Set Radio Future mm. is a game that just kind of feels like like they just kind of stretched the sensation of Sonic trying to walk up an incline from yeah. like a, a standstill. They just kind of stretched that into a full open world uh, platform video game. And yeah. it just feels like a slow motion cool game. Shame about trying to play it, though. Yeah, yeah, it has a slow motion. It's like a slow motion anxiety attack. It has no chill at all. It's None. the most hangoutable looking video game ever made. Made made by the Sega of the of the era of Shenmue and Skies of Arcadia. Shenmue, where they got all their chief hangout engineers. Can you imagine Sega of that era making a game with zero hangout in it? That's Jet Set Radio Future. I can only imagine it because it happened. Yeah, yeah, it just straight. Yeah, it's, it. You wouldn't be able to imagine if it hadn't happened. Jack Oakleaf asks, "What is the Marlon Brando as Don Corleone in The Godfather of video games?" Oh, so that's a situation where like he was pretty much on the outs. Yeah, for a long time, and then he came back and he did a good job, and everyone was like, "Oh, okay, we can finally say that he's cool again." I think it's God of War 2018. Frank and I hmm. could not. Get into that game at all, though? It doesn't well, matter. I, I I can still appreciate that other people did. It did sure. win all. It did the do the uh, perform the equivalent of winning all the major Academy Awards. I guess it won though. all the awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made it made yeah made that character respectable for some reason. Yeah, it made him so, respectable for the first time. I just have a hard time comparing that to Brando. I mean, Brando. I guess it's so. the concept, not the Brando. Brandon, he's a dad now. It's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You won't understand the game unless you, you're a dad as well. Uh, until you experience the miracle of fatherhood. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy asks, who are the Jerry, Elaine, George, and Kramer video games? Uh, the answer to this question has been paywalled. Go to patreon.com slash insert credit and give us $3 a month and you'll get to hear the one minute answer to who are the Jerry, Elaine, George, and Kramer video game characters. Next, Jomsh asks... What is the Frasier of video games? Jomsh is a fun thing to say. Frasier? Okay, so I think that's like spin-off that becomes its own thing is, is yeah. where I go with Frasier. Oh, yeah, that's good. He was on Cheers. It's true. That's what my mom said like, <laughs> like during like season three of Frasier <laughs> while my dad was watching it. She goes, what? Well, he was on Cheers. <laughs> like three years into Frasier. So that's whenever somebody mentions Frasier, I think he was on Cheers. <laughs> It's like the most obvious. Uh, inc- it was it, it was a wonderful moment. That's yeah, really good. I don't want to say like Super Mario because it's not like Frasier became the Super Mario of sitcoms. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. But what other th- uh, spinoffs became their own things in games? Uh, Shenmue. 
was kind of a virtual fighter spinoff, yeah, right? Yeah, was kind of a spinoff. He wasn't in virtual fighter, yeah, though. You wouldn't say it. he was in virtual fighter. Oh, it's Banjo Kazooie because they were in Diddy Kong Racing. I like that. But yeah. yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, more or less. But Diddy Kong Racing is more like the Frasier of uh, Donkey Kong Country, though. Yeah. Because Diddy Kong is the original character from Donkey Kong Country who spun off into Diddy Kong Racing. Well, also Diddy Kong Racing is is the I don't know like the liquid television of video games. It's yeah. like let's let's pilot all these characters and see what happens. So I don't think that works. That yeah, that sounds right. Very interesting uh, situation. Dilson asks, "What is the Hatsune Miku guitar synthesizer stomp box of video games?" Uh, that's uh, an interesting one. I don't know. Um, I think it sounds like you question asker have some hobbies that are pretty cool. And that's what you wanted me to think by asking that question. <laughs> so congratulations. You got it. You got it, buddy. Round of applause. I'm going to say without explaining Toby Fox's Undertale themes in Groove Coaster. Oh, you yeah, know, that's that? actually pretty good. Uh, Frank, do you have an answer? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. Corey asks, yes. what is the Jaws 19 from Back to the Future Part 2 of video games? Uh, that's the uh, PlayStation 5 in the PlayStation, in the old Sony commercial from the 90s. Oh, yeah, that PlayStation go. 9 ad. Or, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. PlayStation 9. That's, that's absolutely it. Yeah, it's going to be so good when we get to the PlayStation 9. And it's that orb you put in your eye. Yeah, and then uh, when Jaws nineteen comes out, and the shark still looks fake, but it looks fake. <laughs> like it look, but it still looks fake uh, in a way different way than we expected. Yeah. yeah, when they revive the Jaws franchise, that would be great. Yeah, they should do it. Anonymous asks, "What is the finding an onion ring in your fries of video games?" Uh, it depends on who you are, right? If you like, uh... well, if you're if you're a little dog, uh, then it's the video game that kills you. Yeah. <laughs> so not such a funny question anymore, is it? That's right. No. Who's serving a basket of fries to their dogs? They should die. Uh, every time I get French fries, I give my dog a little tiny piece of the yeah, inside of a French Yeah, but you are picking them fry. out. That's You're not true. like, yeah, here, I know. I have know. a basket of fries. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't do that to Funny him. and onion I once ring. watched a person uh, feed a dog an entire supersized fries from McDonald's, and I was like, is he okay eating that? And then she feeds him a hamburger and a quarter pounder, just a whole bag of McDonald's. The, the dog sits no. there and eats it all. And I'm like, man, is he okay eating all that? And then I found out. You know what happened immediately after that? She took that dog to the vet and had him put to sleep. Oh, so, jeez. Gave wow. him a huge bag of McDonald's as his last, a pit bull ate a giant bag of McDonald's as his last meal. Well, what video game is that? Oh, no. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's pretty tough. I mean, if you love onion, who, who here likes onion rings? Quick show of hands. Who likes them? Who likes them? I like Brand, onion rings. Frank does. Jaffe does. Okay, so it's a game that has a, a something in it that's good uh, that you didn't expect. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's a, like a little surprise. And then it's like, okay, so if you find an onion ring in your basket of fries, uh, Frank, Jaffe, do you eat it? Oh, yes yeah. or no? Yes. You eat it? Yeah. Immediately. I'm going to tell you what. I, I could go either way. Sometimes I would go, oh, I didn't order onion rings. I'm going to just keep this on the side here and not eat it. Really? I give it to my partner because she likes them more than me. That's I what feel I bad do. about throwing food away. Just so for in me, general. it's passing the controller. Onion rings no, are much healthier. This, for me, this it's an interesting alternate experience to the one I'm having now because fries and onion rings are roughly equivalent to me. And they're lower carb. Uh, yeah. I would say it's, uh, I don't know, the ending of Halo where you have to drive your warthog down a really precise, oh, I like that. precise yeah. racetrack. Specifically and do finding a bunch onion of jumps ring at the and... bottom of your fries. Then. Yeah. I think it's a Yakuza game where you haven't researched which games are going to be in the arcade. Oh, yeah. That's, that's also Why good. not? It could all be Yakuza. 
Yeah, because it has too much stuff in it. Yeah, it's everything. Classic Anonymous asks, what is the understanding comics by Scott McCloud of video games? Dino Dennis. Frankness. There isn't one yet. It's it's something that I, I have thought about frequently. What is understanding comics? It would be a video game that teaches you how to make video games, basically. How to understand them, not how to make them. Yeah. Raf Coster, didn't he do understanding play or something like that? Mm-hmm. Raf Coster did a pretty good one of those. So if if I have the name wrong of the book. The beauty of understanding comics is that it explains comics through comics. Yeah. Like it explains oh, right, it right. in a way that only comics could yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have yet to see that in video games. A lot of people have tried, but it has failed. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, World 1-1 of Super Mario Brothers no. is the perfect yeah, way to understand. But it doesn't explain it through video games. No one's games. explaining anything to you. That's just yeah. a tutorial. There's like all those ones that are supposed to teach you assembly language and you're like m- moving little blocks around to make like systems go, but they, I learned nothing. That's understanding how games are made, though. That's not understanding like the, yeah. the art of video games, you know? Like, okay. I didn't learn anything. So it, ha- it doesn't exist yet. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist. I, I, will, I will let you know when it does. UG asks... What is the Mark Z. Danielewski's House of Leaves of video games? Something fairly kind of inapproachable, but respected. What's our take on House of Leaves? Plays with structure like a whole lot. Comes from multiple angles, multiple directions, mixes genres. Um, that is playful about the, the typography. What remains of Edith Finch? There you go. All right. Oh, I was going to say Doki Doki Literature Club. Ah, Doki Doki Liter- Literature uh, Club's kind of a cheap trick where yeah. House of Leaves is a, a lot of expensive tricks. All right. I admire a good trick. I admire a good twist and a good surprise. The tricks, uh, it's harder to make a, tr- a trick that I admire if we want to get down to like writing advice, if anyone's uh, working on a screenplay or anything. A twist is great. A surprise is better. A trick is mean. Yeah. It's hard to make a trick a treat. Yeah, it's hard to make tricks that, that feel treatful. And that's time and a good answer. Uh, Schluter McGavin asks, what is the reading a magazine back to front of video games? I just saw the Star Trek The Next Generation episode that has the actor who played Shooter McGavin from the uh, Happy Gilmore in right. it, uh, which is uh, Yesterday's Enterprise. Brandon, you like that episode? That was a good episode. I can't remember which one it it's is. It's the but... one where they, the Enterprise gets time warped into a different Enterprise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. Tasha Yar. Tasha Yar. What was the question? <laughs> uh, what's the reading a magazine back to front of video games? So Ooh. what's the Tasha Yar of video games? Oh, what's Tasha. the Tasha Yar of video games? <laughs> God, Tasha Yar is, I, I hate to say this, but I feel like I can say this once a year and I can, I'll once be perfectly fine within the community, but Tasha Yar is so hot, dude. I just have to say that. <laughs> All uh, right. Right? It's, I'm not lying here, right? Nobody disagrees with me. Um, I can't. What were we talking about? Reading a magazine back to front of yeah, video games? Yeah, 10 seconds. Oh, magazines can be read however you want to. So Grand Theft Auto, I don't know. Grab a YouTube video of a long play. Yeah, why uh, not? Why not? Gordon Maddie Freeman asks, what is the vinyl just sounds better dude of video games? CRTs. Yeah, CRTs. I think I've finally come around to it being component cables specifically. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's component composite, there's SCART, there's, you know, your RGBs, your CRT. I, th- I think it all kind of buckets into CRT, but I don't know. All right, that's 25. We're making good time. We'll be right back after a quick break. Hey, this is Alex Jaffe breaking in with a message for Patreon subscribers in the main feed for reasons which will quickly become apparent. 
As you may have heard if you back other projects, Patreon recently changed some things about the way they process payments, which inadvertently flagged thousands of payment sources as fraudulent. So I'd just like to humbly ask you to log into your Patreon and just make sure all your payment information is healthy and up to date. Thank you for your continued support. And now, back to the ship. Welcome back to Insert Credit. We are diving into the dirtbag, answering all the of video game questions that have been submitted to us over the past couple years. You get them, bro. Uh, if you want to join this list, you can go to patreon.com slash insert credit. Give us a little bit of money. You'll get access to that form, monthly bonus episodes, other sweet treats. Uh, this next one comes from Maybe She Forgot, who asks, what is the Oh Brother Where Art Thou of video games? It's time to go into the dirtbag. For the next question, yeah, a Coen Brothers film with a good song, George Clooney, one of their comedies that people liked after nobody ever liking any of their comedies except Raising Arizona. Another angle from which we could look at it is actually popularized a genre of music outside of that usual fan base, which is mm -hmm. uh, quite difficult to do. I like that. Uh, it brought people in. Uh, brutal Legend. Did that popularize? I know a lot of people who were introduced to metal through that game. You know, actually, it's it's going to be Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero introduced a lot of music to people that did not know about it. Yeah, I like that. Yes, that's exactly it. Jeff Mangum asks, who or what is the neutral milk hotel of video games? I doubt that Jeff Mangum would actually ask that question. Neutral Milk Hotel as a band, first of all, I thought they were pretty cool when I was in college. Um but Neutral Milk Hotel as a band exploded in popularity in like the 2010s or so. Yeah, it's like the number one band recommended to people on Reddits and, uh, and and forums and social media, right? So it just exploded. It's So in other words, okay, In the Aeroplane Over the Sea particularly is an album that is very good, that was very good when it came out. 10 out of 10 from Pitchfork, all of that, whatever. An album no one ever thought wasn't good. You know, no one in the in the critical business ever thought wasn't good. I'm sure someone here could dislike it if they tried. Anyone given enough time and, and resources. Yeah, I could but then it suddenly it became even more popular 20-some years after it came out. Just Maybe, maybe it's like Final Fantasy VII or something like that where people are like, Ooh. God, it's it's the most underrated. Final Fantasy IX. Sure. Final Fantasy IX would be it because it, that's yeah. the Final Fantasy yeah, yeah. everyone says is the best. I get yelled at when I say Final Fantasy IV is my favorite. Why don't you like Final Fantasy IX? And it's yeah. like, I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said four is my favorite. Nobody ever says, why didn't you say Final Fantasy VIII? Why didn't you say Final Fantasy VII? Why didn't you say Final Fantasy VI? Why didn't you say Final Fantasy XII? They don't ever say that. They just, It's always nine. Oh, I say, why don't you say Final Fantasy VI? But that's oh, just... Yeah, yeah. Well, some, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Final Fantasy IX. We'll get into it. Skeleton Counter asks, what is the Wes Craven's new nightmare of video games? Mm. Okay, someone coming back to it, and it's not that good, but you're like, well, that's fine. Someone coming back to something that started well and then got ran into the ground, right? Is that a Freddy Krueger? And then not doing it well. Yeah, it's a Freddy Krueger. Okay. Right? Yeah, but they did an okay job. Yeah, they did a passable job that if looked yeah. at in hindsight would be like, oh, I guess that's cool. Okay, yeah. so it's either like a, a franchise or a character or like a creator, right? Like, it's got to be one of those. Is it, is it the lightest Bubsy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was never respected, so no. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm broken I, uh, age, dude. No, it's not broken. Broken age. age. It's not broken age. Did you ever meet anybody who actually played Broken Age? Wait, Frank, did you play it? 
I played the first half because remember it was released uh, in two halves. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I never got to the second half. I knew one guy, but he was an NPC in it. What about the the new Monkey Island? Is that but people like it more? Yeah, that's not. The yeah, same. people do like it a lot. That's like you know. I don't know, like a creator comes back and makes something actually interesting. I don't think that's so That's it. more like Mad Max Fury Road or something. Yeah, that is more like the Fury Road of video games. Yeah. God, Fury Road is good, dude. Wasn't there a, a, a much later fable or something? Uh, no. Where, where they said, go ahead, create another fable? Uh, no. You know, one, one that I remember coming back and uh, I mean, I guess a lot of people probably play those. Blaster Master? Blaster Master? Blaster Master, yeah. But mm. that, does, that doesn't sound like it involves the creators, though. No. Does it have to? Okay. Because yeah, it's Wes Craven's New Nightmare is literally the title. Oh, okay. That's really important. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Um, hmm. Not David Cage because nothing he ever did was good. Right. Right. Well, also, it's got to be like a comeback thing, right? It has to be a comeback. Can we agree that that first Nightmare on Elm Street is pretty good, right? It, it is. A, oh, yeah. I would say, yeah. I would say that's a, a, a certifiably fresh good yeah, that's film. Yeah, a hot one. Yeah, that's a hot and one. And I like the second one. All right, go through your, your Rolodex of Kickstarters, right? Well, okay, so New Nightmare, was it just bad or was it- what, No, what was it was up? fine. It was, it was just, you know, whatever. It, it was like supposed to be a triumphant return to form and instead it was fine. You know what it was like? It was like Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and yeah, Indiana yeah, like Jones that. and the Dial of okay. Destiny. Got it. Uh, in that it was just fine, except unlike those films, it didn't get screamed at on social media because social yeah. media didn't exist yet. Uh, was the Castlevania game, was that really good or not? The one that got kickstarted. Yeah, oh, that's, that's the one I was thinking. Yeah, it was just fine. Bloodstained. Bloodstained. Bloodstained is a good one. Yeah, yeah that, there you go. That's, that's it. That's exactly it. it. Yes. I didn't want to mention it, uh, but yeah. Gaga Geens asks, what is the comparison between the theatrical cuts of Lord of the Rings film trilogy versus the extended editions of video games? Devil May Cry special edition. Uh, Devil May Cry 3 special. No, I don't know. Uh, that's the only video game I can think of where uh, there's a type of dude who's like, oh, you got to play DMC 3 special edition, dude. Don't play the original one. That was like the first time I encountered that. Ninja Gaiden games. Black? Ninja Gaiden Black is uh, yeah, Ninja Gaiden Black is the uh, the the Devil May Cry three special edition of Ninja Gaiden. But I yeah. was thinking of Persona three FES. Persona three FES is also sure. definitely uh, definitely one. So it okay okay yeah I think it would actually be Persona three FES because the theatrical editions of Lord of the Rings are still constantly released. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, alongside yeah. the the extended editions, so you have some streaming services have the theatrical version, and then some of them, like HBO Max, Max or whatever, can't even call it HBO Max anymore, has like the extended editions on there. Right. So it's like they're still released, much like Persona Three FES was out, and then Persona Three Portable uh, is is still out. Now they they remade Persona Three Portable, which is not as good as Persona Three. It's like they they made a they re theatrical cut the original Persona Three uh, by cutting out like hangout zones or whatever. Like uh, Persona Three is uh, if anybody has anybody here played Persona Three Portable and oh, yeah. Persona Three for the PlayStation. There's there's elements that have been uh, uh, just user interfacial user experiential elements that have been pruned yeah. uh, is in with severity in Persona Three Portable. Um, so yeah, I would say Persona Three FES is is the Lord of the Rings theatrical cut of video or uh, extended edition. Of I video think games. we've done this one before, but I'd like to ask it again. LaFish asks, what Kick is it. the finding out Santa isn't real of video games? Oh, we did do that. Yeah, we did that one. But I don't remember what we said. Me neither. No, I do remember what I, I said. I think Frank had a really good answer last time. I think my answer last time might be what I was like. I just dug something out. So it might be from last time. It's just finding out that people make them. Yes, yeah. that was it. 
I think okay. that was it. Mine was just a list of uh, Japanese people who are nationalist jerks. Yeah, <laughs> and devs. a lot of people on our people got forum got sad about that. Yeah. And to that, I would I would add uh, speed runs because sometimes mm. you learn you're a kid and you learn Santa's not real, and you're like, all right, that's cool. It means my dad's buying me stuff. He does like me, right? Um, speed runs are like what you can just break this game like this then some people get sad about that have you seen people debate that i don't think speed runs are cool uh and then you know that's weird but also you can think it's cool if you want it's a different way to interact with the game yeah this kind of also makes sense but uh do you all remember when that that mega man tool assisted speed run came out in in like 2000 and we didn't know it was a speed run i mean we didn't know it was a tool assisted speed run my yet. memory is actually right. the mario 3 one okay but but there uh, were there were i yes. think all of us had a moment where we were like how is this happening yeah. and then we found out about tool assisted speed runs that way so that was that's that a moment good one. for me anonymous asks what is the going back in time to kill baby hitler of video game shoot is there a remake that cuts stuff a remake that cuts stuff i, I was just thinking about that wolfenstein game where where mm-hmm. where i go kill Hitler. But I don't think you go back in time, but I can't remember. Everybody should check out the film Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny listening to this uh, DOD podcast. Uh, okay, it's also the like, if you could time travel, what what would you do? It's like the default answer, right? right. So it's it's almost maybe like, what's the default answer for if you could make any video game, what would you make? Ooh. Right. And so it's probably, you know, just a weird mishmash of genres that would be awful. But Isn't I think Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> That's what everybody, <laughs> everybody was always, oh, I have this great idea for a game. And then it's just Grand Theft yeah, Auto. Yeah, yeah. Grand Theft Auto, but it's an adventure game with real characters. Yeah. Or it could even be like a Zynga, like a Facebook, uh, like a Farmville. Because like Zynga, Zynga made Farmville and got so rich so fast that uh, I feel like a lot of people were like, I wish I'd gotten there first with, yeah. with Farmville. You could make a strong argument for Cyberpunk 2077. What, trying to make that first? No, of like being the game that you know what I would make. Oh, yeah, it's already made though. So it doesn't, yeah. no, no one wants to make that. But yeah, I think the game that you wish you could made could have made first, I would have made Valhalla first if I could have. But I didn't. Oh, uh, yeah. Charlie asks, who or what game is the first Mark Twain of video games? The first, first Mark Twain. The first Mark Twain. How many are there? The first is that a Twain of our many Mark Twains. I don't know what this means. I think the only thing in video games that comes close to uh, the the actual societal importance of Mark Twain is uh, Earthbound. Hmm. Uh, Mark Twain is a very important individual in terms of all of the things he uh, was able to do. Is uh, first Mark Twain, uh, Mark Twain, Mark One? <laughs> nice, mm. Mark Twain. So the 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 Sega Mark Twain One. The Mark Two. Yeah. That's the Mark Two. Yeah. Uh, Arvid asks, "What is the built like a brick outhouse of video games?" Brick outhouse. Brick outhouse. That just means strong. <laughs> what does that mean? So that means strong but full of poop. I mean, built built yeah. like a brick house is something I've heard, but I haven't well, heard brick outhouse. Out yeah. You've never heard the brick uh, I mean uh just just to make sure we we understand this, uh the brick outhouse is built like a brick outhouse is actually the originator of that particular phrase. Is it? It is it okay. yeah, it is. I mean, it's one of those things where yeah. it is the originator. The idea that you would have the room where you take a dump Be very which strong. usually you'd make out of shanty wood, right? Because yeah. who cares? It's just the turd room. It means you you have a final your final luxury. You're like, my house is so nice, I'm gonna redo my outhouse walls in brick. Right? Ah. Yeah. And then uh for some reason that, you know, it's kind of came to be a 
sort of an expression from there. Seven seconds. Uh, so uh, something that doesn't have to be something that has no right to be this good. I hate <laughs> oh, that I was expression. thinking unnecessary HD graphics is where I was mm. going with your yeah. explanation. Um, Octopath well, I, Traveler 1. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Bygabord uh, <laughs> asks, what is the society of the spectacle of video games? Don't know what that is. I don't either. They, uh, I assumed somebody would. Uh, moving <laughs> on. What is it? No, what is it? Tell me what it is real quick. I, I don't know. You don't know? Shoot. Yeah, a, I, think, I think Batman took them down, right? Yeah. Yeah, what exactly. is the what is the cape and pistol society of video games? That's a good. That's an even better question. <laughs> what is the redeemer of video games? Oh yeah, we got gemstones in the chat. <laughs> we got gemstones in the chat. Brandon, have you watched the Righteous Gemstones? Yeah, what, what is the Baby Billy's no. Bible Bonkers? Of no, Baby games? Billy's Bible Bonkers. You got to watch Righteous Gemstones. It's I, good. I've, I've heard people like it. It's yeah. it's a very good TV show. Thank you. It's like what if Succession was funnier? Yeah, which is which it kind of sounds like it's going to kill you if you watch yeah. it when and it you does. pitch it that way. Yeah, it's uh... <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to mark that one as answered. Mark's in. That's good. <laughs> what is the it's not a phase mom of video games. God, video games. Uh, I think I think it's me being a video game developer right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's That's all of us good. doing our jobs. Is no, I would, I would say it's Super Mario Brothers 1 because I had to, I literally devised the explanation to my mom when she said she would not buy us a Nintendo because we already had an Atari. I said, yeah. I said, mom, Nintendo's the real video games. Like I literally That's had true. to say like this box of Atari trash that dad bought when he was in his mid twenties and gave us uh, because he didn't want to throw it away. That's trash. Nintendo's the real video games, and I've been all in ever since. Yeah, I, I actually was thinking, yeah, like needing a new console when you were a kid, because the old one's old now. So so we both kind of had the same thing going, so I think that's it. Why would we buy you a video game system for $100 when you have an Atari? Like, was a conversation I had to have. No perception of attention to detail. Barclay asks... What is the Illuminatus trilogy of video games? Oh, I've read the Illuminatus trilogy. I have not. So, an Illumin um, Enlighten. Uh, I, I would say you. so. This is like <laughs> I I don't have time to get into this. As anyone who even Google's Illuminatus trilogy will understand immediately. Um, but it's it's Xenosaga, dude. Well, I don't have time to get into this. Sounds like it's an MMO to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to get into the explanation. It's oh, okay. Xenosaga, dude. It's Xenosaga. Okay. okay, I will take your word for that. It's a bunch of stuff from a writer who's, let's be honest, a little bit of a weird guy, a little bit quirky, and it's just a whole bunch of theories and concepts and ideas and uh, a whole bunch of researches and pourings over of of, of ponderous tomes and uh, the you know the sentences of nebulous provenance and uh, dubious reliability and uh, uh, a whole bunch of concepts. He looked up Gnosticism or whatever. It's like, I'm going to get this in my video game. It's got Jesus in it. And it's got giant robots and also androids. And it's Star Trek, but it's also Star Wars. And it's Final Fantasy, but it's also... Yeah, you really so don't have time to get into it. I'm telling you, man. It's Xenosaga. Crumbling Quelfus asks, who is the Jean-Luc <laughs> Goddard of video games? Goddard? Goddard. Goddard. I was Goddard. just reading about the that Goddard movie that he made for canon. I'm not reading. I was watching a, a documentary. And... um. That's funny. <laughs> Molly yeah. Ringwald was in it. God, I love Molly Ringwald. She's fun. You ever seen Space Hunter? It's a terrible movie, but I watch it. It rules. Anyway, Godard. Okay, so I guess that's like you got your someone who made the jump from Cahiers du Cinema to being incredibly in their head about 
video games. So I don't know. Was David Cage ever a journalist? <laughs> no, I mean it's. But I also, think Godard it would be, made some good. Movies. I think it's. I think it's uh, Pokemon uh, actually because Game Freak was a fanzine. Yeah, Pokemon. And then uh, you know they, they made Pokemon. Everybody, I think everybody knows this at this point, but it was it was literally a fanzine about video games. And then they started making video games. I would prefer to to hang out with the Francois Truffaut of video games, to be perfectly honest. But that's a topic for another day. Uh, uh, here's the topic for today. Dustin asks, "What is the high school reunion of video games?" Is it, no, no, is high school reunion like capitalized? Is this the name of some media property we are expected no, to? No, the uh, concept of a high school. <laughs> oh, reunion. I thought it was the Disney movie. Okay, Smash um, Bros, dude. Yeah, it's probably Smash yeah, Bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All your friends are here. Yeah. Like, like when you play as Captain Falcon and Smash Bros, it's like uh, Captain Falcon is a dude who is driving a car in F Zero, released in 1991, but you don't see him in the game. So he's like a dude you never hung out with in high school. Yeah, but now here he is. You knew of him. He was he was famous and popular, but you never hung out with him. And now you're getting to walk up to him, and he says he remembers you. I remember you. Yeah, and right? like and like Ryu is is someone that somebody in your high school dated who went to another school, but now they've been brought to this reunion <laughs> as well. Oh, that's good. Yeah, the guest characters, Cloud, yeah. Sephiroth. Okay, but who did they all date? Who's in Smash Bros? <laughs> oh my God, Ryu is uh, Ryu is probably married to Princess Daisy. Uh, even though everybody always assumed that she was like supposed, she was engineered as Luigi's girlfriend. God, I'm having so much fun on this one, but I have to move on. Cole asks, "What is the Nissan Slidey of video games?" The what? The Nissan Slidey. I don't Slidey? even know what either of those words are. It's a type of car. Oh, Nissan. Nissan is how they pronounce it in uh, England. Yeah. Mm. Listen. Okay. What's what's the slight? Oh, the Sil eighty. <laughs> Do you mean the Sil eighty? Yeah, the Sil eighty. Okay, the Sil eighty is 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 eighty is is like <laughs> a a, a r- pretty nice um like import tuner car that people didn't 100% appreciate at the time, but they like it a lot more now. And then, it, you know, it was in Initial D and stuff. So the mm-hmm. the SIL-80 is probably um, Re- uh, Ridge Racer 6, I think, mm. is is the SIL-80. Ridge Racer! Thank you for saying We finally got to what it was. Lacuna asks, what or who is the Ricky J of video games? Oh, that's a good one. It's one of my favorite. This is my favorite dude. He's a really good dude. And every root folder on the action button server is a dot .avi of Ricky J and his 52 assistants. I have seen that special a lot of times. I actually don't know what that you is. You don't know Ricky J and his 52 assistants? I can give you a web link to a dot .avi if you would like. <laughs> Ricky J and his 52 assistants is one of the best things. My entire, this is a spoilers for my entire YouTube channel is my whole thing on YouTube is to just try to talk like Ricky J. So, I'm I I have to uh, I have to recuse myself from answering this this but question. You seem to be the most you're, you're the only one you're the only one who knows yeah. what it is. So, uh, no, you see Tim's aspiration is to be the Ricky J of video. Yeah, games. yeah. So I I that's okay, what so I'm maybe saying. That's the answer. I'm trying okay. real hard to be the Ricky J of video games. Great. Done. Um but Ricky J is an incredibly talented sleight of hand magician. Oh. Um and also a uh, incredibly, incredibly talented with card tricks, and uh, he has a pretty good memory, and he kind of knows what happens when cards are shuffled, is the way he explains it, and Ricky Jane is 52 assistants. <laughs> He's like, how do I know where the cards are? Well, I have I have a pretty good memory, and I kind of know what happens when cards are shuffled, is the way he explains it, which is like the understatement of the millennium. So, I don't know who, uh, 
who uh who is the that of video games i don't think it's it, that's up there with citizen kane of video games in terms of questions for me so Man, all right i want us to at some point I want to re-answer the Sil 80 question because it we didn't do it justice because that's that's actually a car that is a hybrid. The reason it's called a Sil 80 is because it's a hybrid of the Nissan Silvia and the yeah. 180SX, and I didn't get into the hybrid part at all. I know the Sil 80. Okay. I would say it's a video game console. Uh, I think it's the, uh, I don't know. Kyle asks, what is the Mission Impossible of video games? Uh, definitely not Mission Impossible, the video game by Ultra Games for the Nintendo Entertainment System, which I was literally just playing last night on my mister, uh, deep into the night after watching some Star Trek. Mission Impossible, the movies or the series or the concept? They didn't specify. Yeah, I mean, it's the franchise. The franchise. Well, well, it could be a franchise that has a, a, a long-running TV series that then became a... Uh, movies. And a long-running yeah. movie series that, uh, for some reason, there's there's some, some sort of split between uh, two glorious halves of this franchise's history. So it's like a, a, a franchise that was popular in its day, languished, came back as kind of a different thing. Kind of a different thing that is uh, equally, if not way more powerful. Yeah. We're out of time, so I need your answer. I just saw that Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, and uh, that was a real weird smoke. Okay, it's Ninja Gaiden if Ninja Gaiden was still being made. Yeah! Yeah! Ninja Gaiden Black, bro. That's very good. Torbjorn asks, who is the Soren Kierkegaard of video games? Oh, we're getting into some tricky questions now. I think uh, Kierkegaard would, would agree with me that just video games are just not the format of thing that could possibly have a uh, Kierkegaard. And no, I, I can't elaborate on that at this moment. My alternate pitch is Michael Bro. Oh, M. Bro? Maybe. That guy's cool as heck. But I don't okay. know if uh, I, I don't know if he would like to be described that way. Sure. But then again, would Soren Kierkegaard like to be described as the Soren Kierkegaard of himself? Um, That's a good question. Probably. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think anyone would like to be described as the them of themselves. Well, not anyone, but anyone who has a healthy self. It gets difficult to be like, who's the such and such philosopher of video games? Because it's probably one of the many PhDs that I follow on Twitter, but have never actually read any of their books because mm-hmm. I fall asleep reading the synopsis. Uh, Next question. No offense. Antho asks, what's the Canadian tuxedo of video games? <laughs> yeah! Uh, man, uh, what's the Canadian tuxedo of video games? Uh, so if you're unfamiliar, Canadian tuxedo is when someone wears denim, pants, yeah. particularly yeah. jeans, and then they wear a jean jacket, a denim jacket that has to be the same wash, right? Yeah. So it's the same shade of denim, top and bottom. And generally blue. I Like, I would, I would feel yeah, weird yeah, well, saying yeah. a Canadian tuxedo was black, for example. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, uh, it can be any indigo. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. You can have a really dark Canadian tuxedo, and it's just fine. Yeah. Um, as long as it's... Uh, I mean, black denim, I don't even recognize... It couldn't be black or gray. Maybe I could go for gray. Anyway. I'm wearing, I'm wearing black denim pants right now, as you can see those. I'm going to throw my answer out before we're out of time, which is that it. it's the uh, uh, Sega CD Genesis 32X tower. Hmm. Sure. Hey, why not? Sega on top, Sega on bottom, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> it's just all Sega. Um, the Canadian Tuxedo, if you're unfamiliar, is is basically, it's the mullet of, of outfits, which is mm-hmm. business yeah. out front, party out back, except it's, uh, you get to choose which, whether the jeans or the jacket or the business or the party, right? <laughs> 
and yeah, either, it's yeah. there it's the party they can be both at the same time you can just kind of choose depending on your attitude so i don't know sega 32x so i like it why not anna asks what is the cinema verite of video games? Oh, I cinema verite. Oh man, I think it's. I no, it's not. Never mind, it's not that. I'm gonna say the cinema verite of video games is video games that reference being video games, uh, which is not exactly what cinema verite does. You know, your shaky cameras and yeah. and um, you know attempting to uh, uh, to be reality. I would say it's stuff like the Stanley Parable, where it's like really, really f- like uh, like uh ostentatiously fourth wall breaking i know that's really not Mm. what cinema verite is but it holds a similar position in the canon of what video games are versus what movies are in my opinion i feel like for me it it would be a game that is made mostly by well not not the director but most of the people involved are amateurs so it would be like a maybe a jam game where it comes about kind of organically and uh and and the people are mm. are non professionals, but you make something good out of it. Uh, I don't. I don't. Yeah, someone. Like Among Snow Us. Snowtire asks, "What is the star citizen of video games?" Oh, that's a good joke. Blasted. Uh, the end. <laughs> it's not Star Ocean. Let me tell you that much. No. Um. Is it Shenmue? Because that costs a lot of money too. Um, Shenmue. Shenmue three. Is is Star Citizen going to be finished and released in less time than passed between Shenmue two and Shenmue three? Good question. Oh my god, that's a great question. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know where we are yet. Does it make you feel old if we figure out these years? Can we say? Can we just say tentatively Shenmue three? I like yeah. it. And that we all have friends who have played it, but we haven't really <laughs> talked to them about it. Yeah, and one day if Star Citizen ever comes out, that will probably befall the same fate. I'll tell you what's not the Star Citizen of video games is Baldur's Gate three because it done came out today. And I am downloading it right now. It's actually, I, it's probably finished because my internet's really fast. Smander Jets asks, who is the Ezra Miller of video games? Uh, oh, somebody who gets arrested and canceled and yeah. then still gets to release their movie and do press for it. David Cage. David Cage. <laughs> David Cage. David Cage. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? You know, you know what? Uh, uh, Carl, I'm going to have to hand it to David Cage on this one. Yeah, he, still making that Star Wars game, huh? That's still happening, isn't it? Jaffe's co-host, Carl is uh <laughs> visible on camera and he was he was giving me permission to hand it yeah to david cage my silent partner yeah, he, he was touching yeah. his earphone for a second but then he, he gave me okay sign <laughs> carl in the produ- production booth yeah. yeah yeah thanks carl that is a family matters reference for anyone listening that's whenever i say carl which is irregular on this show yeah i realize i don't wheel carl out all the time i've heard of him a couple times but reginald vel johnson is over there behind jab yeah reginald vel johnson is my co-host <laughs> From Die Hard, from the raw danger of movies. I shot a kid. When you watch Die Hard, are you like, "That's Carl"? Because I'm always, I'm always oh, like, yeah. oh, Carl's here. Yeah. He's gonna save the day." Oh yeah, absolutely for me. Carl's yeah. gonna help me out, That's and Carl. he plays a cop in both, doesn't he? Isn't there a cop in Family Matters? Yes. You want to know what absolutely rules? Is I have never seen an episode of Family Matters, but I see that guy and I know he's Carl. Yeah, because I've just heard, I've like, I, I've never seen a full episode. I've heard. Uh, Steve Urkel say Carl to him before. I can't believe Bubsy never said, "Did I do that?" Like, yeah, that's why they got to make just, another one. You know all of his lines, though. He might unbelievable. Have. He might have. He might couldn't have. figure out how to get like a really awful cat pun in there. Yeah, yeah. did I do cat? Doesn't work. did I? Yeah, I know that. That's what I was going to go to. <laughs> did I do cat? <laughs> We have anyway, five all right, we, 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 we've ticked off Bubsy and uh, David Cage, I think, multiple times this episode. Braden Bunker asks, what is the aero press of video games? 
Oh, like a sort of way of making coffee. It's not Arrow the Acrobat. Let no. me tell you, did I do bat? <laughs> did I do bat? What, what does it do, coffee wise? <laughs> uh, so Aeropress is a device for brewing coffee, kind of in a different way, using yeah, air yeah. pressure, and it's kind of like you can hand crank something that's like maybe seventy five percent of an espresso shot. Okay, it's a voxel game then. It right? is also something that some coffee purists are super into. Mm-hmm. Although uh, scientifically, I would say that it does not make a superior cup at all. But people think that lots it does. of coffee purists are into different ways of making coffee that don't agree with each other, which is a fun thing. Okay, do you yeah. think it's a game with voxels then? Personally, so for me, coffee is an espresso. It's just a, a shot of espresso in a little cup. So Aeropress to you is just like a not as good coffee because it's yeah, a, it's, it's just yeah, not as good. You cannot human create the air pressure needed for a real espresso. If we can, if we can take a moment here to talk about coffee, Frank, you and I drank yeah. a lot of coffee in the we past do. together. Um, I, I've I've experienced what are called Z line irregularities, which is my uh, my <laughs> which sounds cool. It's my esoph- the place where my esophagus joins my stomach has been burnt oh, <laughs> so no. brutally by too much coffee that Whoa. I can now only drink so much coffee as to not uh, fill my stomach that much. Um, oh wow! So so empty stomach and an espresso. <laughs> yeah, basically, I have to have like a little bit of food, like a a three egg omelet, yeah. and no potatoes, and then an espresso kind of basting the top of it that's all i can take now but have you tried a uh, cold brew oh, I, oh yeah cold brew is great cold brew is great okay. but i have to always get the small size and then i get looked at like a loser by the person okay. at blue bottle uh but i i've learned to love espresso i mean i've always liked espresso but it's it's now like my favorite treat uh and uh, yes i do remember that scene from mulholland drive every time i have an espresso <laughs> Um, so what are we talking about? The Aeropress of video games. <laughs> Not the Mulholland Drive of video games? Um, Not this time. Oh, uh, well, what's the... So it's uh, some people like it, and it's like, I don't know. Is that it? Is there is there a controller that's like, that's fine, I guess, but why are you so into this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the like Was it a fight stick? For, yeah, but I was Not for sticks. a fighting game? It's insisting on using the DualShock 4 with your mister. There you go. Something like I that. I can't get like. What's a good Bluetooth dongle for getting my DualShock Four to work oh, with my Mister? Wait, wait, wait. Use I an Xbox it controller, idiot. It's me wanting to have a good controller for the Switch, and everybody suggesting that I get a dongle to use my PlayStation Five controller on my Switch. Mm. Yeah, that's probably about it. Yeah, when really the answer is just the the obvious one. But then yeah. you know you get you get befuddled by well, why is it so obvious if it's the right answer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sam Sankey asks, who is the what? Jim Varney of video games? Is that Ernest? Vern? That's yeah, Ernest. The guy who wonders who Vern is? That, yeah. That's the Stanley Parable. That's your fourth wall breaking Ah, yeah, I nonsense. mean, yeah, I mean, I, that's, you know, a straight answer. I, I think my answer re that for the cinema verite was more like uh, uh, what it means and how it sure. meant it at the time it meant it. But yeah, I, uh, the guy talking to Vern. I could also bring this back to Shenmue because Ryo is always talking to us in a or himself or somebody to I- explain what he's doing and how and uh-huh. question what he's doing. It's kind of a similar vibe to it. Is, also, is this also maybe an artist who is only known for one thing? Oh, yeah. 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 That's good. Could be that. Could be that. Because it's not the earnest of video games. It's the Jim Varney of video games. Who's the uh, the Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman of video games? I think it's a similar question. Same question, yeah. 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 It's somebody who's famous for one thing, and then their other stuff is, is not as well Is it Miyamoto's wife? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sharon Miyamoto? Yeah. Uh, 
for approving of Nintendogs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that answer. It's it, I, I, I'm saying I like that answer because we're out of time on it. Swift <laughs> Justice right. asks, what is the baby metal of video games? Oh, oh baby metal is a japanese idol group that has a vaguely mm-hmm. metal vaguely metalish vaguely metallic trappings that got uh extremely in my in my purview i've listened to their music it's fine they got very very like histrionically yelled at by metal uh, fans of a particularly militant variety which resulted in famous metal uh musicians standing up for them publicly on social media it was a really weird situation. There, Very because, weird situation. Because not only were metal fans upset about That it, they would claim to be metal. There were also a lot of people who were like, this is the best metal music ever, and finally I like metal music because of this band. They were all wrong in nuanced ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, Something that everyone was wrong about. <laughs> wrong about, but in nuanced ways. Sure. Sometimes, mm-hmm. in nuanced ways as well as, as bad ways. Um, mm. Uh. We've made it this far without wheeling out Bioshock, um, uh, <laughs> and we're going to continue to do so. <laughs> that, that, that's the hat trick. There it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, no, we can't. We can't do it. Um, uh, it's something that's uh, that that plays with people's conceptions of a formalized genre. Yeah. Right. Like people have really, really solid conceptions. Could it not of- be Final Fantasy sixteen? I mean, with the is it an RPG? Could it be Final Fantasy fifteen? Final Fantasy sixteen didn't have any RPG diehards standing up for its RPG elements. That's though. true. It's true. Like uh, nobody was like it's RPG enough. Nobody did that. The closest it got was a God of War designer uh, saying that God of War has all its narrative stuff because of Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, when IGN had an editorial that was like the new God of War is more RPG than Final Fantasy. So maybe that is kind of close. Close enough Closest, for the time. I, could, I, I would say it's, it's close enough. Like that was literal, like the, the viral tweet. All right. Our last question is from Nate who asks, what is the John Cage's four minutes and 33 seconds of video games? Oh, uh, uh, what's in the we, box? We did this before. It, 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 we got what's in Molly the cube. You. We got the um, the Mario without Mario. There's just the clouds one. Oh, um, that one I like. Yes. And then... I forget. There was another one that Clouds we had. Clouds is the answer, I think. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. We did it. We did Woo. 50 of these questions. We uh, That's it. it for episode 299. Does anyone want to give a recommendation? I recommend listening to uh, episode 300. Yeah, it's coming out next week. It's going to be hot. Check that one out. I would recommend, as always, Ricky J and his 52 assistants. I'm going to make sure that everybody here see. Frank, have you not seen it? No, I have not. Oh, man. You've all got to see Ricky J and his 52 assistants. I'll... uh. I will drop the video into the the Discord because I have Discord Nitro. So um, you've, you've got to see it. Yeah, it's a video I'll just put on when I need to have. It is on. one of my. It is it is like one of my like top ten favorite things in like the history of the world. So it's about an hour long, and it's Ricky Jay performing a stage show. Uh, in front of a live audience, and he does a bunch of card tricks. But it's it's pitched as he's teaching you the history of card tricks, while also showing you some incredibly historically uh, significant card tricks of his own. Oh, this sounds like the understanding comics of card tricks. It yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah. also kind of a one man show. Yeah, it's 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 uh, very good. Understanding comics, yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, I think I think uh, you'll you'll enjoy it if you want to hear. A guy who is incredibly good at talking, talk continuously for one hour 
keeping up his his performance and his character and his vocabulary, like just keeping it a hundred percent rock solid. I, I would say that I'm very specifically into that. Yes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are in the hands of, I believe, in recorded, televised, filmed history, you are in the uh the you were in the hands of the the master of talking if you watch Ricky Jane as fifty two assistants. I don't think there's ever been a tighter hour filmed. Yeah, it's it's very, very good. That's a big claim. Uh, it includes phrases such as that would be too much fun for the melon and uh <laughs> Uh, just the <laughs> phrases such as that. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's just so full of phrases. I'm gonna, wa- uh, I'm gonna watch it again tonight. That's he's like, I'm about idea. to engage in another exercise, which, while not specifically theatrical in tone, may entertain some of you in the audience. It's like it, it's very good. That's made, so I, I'm not like necessarily a Penn and Teller fan, but like I, I appreciate Penn yeah. ability to speak. Yeah, he yeah. is and has said in so many words, he's just doing a Ricky J impression. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, yeah, I, I'm gonna watch this. Yeah, it's uh, if 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 uh, put to knife point or gunpoint, he would confess uh, uh, gladly to you that he's a Ricky J fanboy. Ricky J uh, somewhat recently died a couple years back. Um, mm-hmm. It's a real shame because he's like the one guy I wanted most to meet in the whole world, and I didn't get to do it. A friend of mine did though, so well, two friends of mine did. Weird. Maybe three, maybe four. Who knows? Brandon, do you have anything to recommend? Sure, I do. Ricky Jane is fifty-two assistants. Yesterday, I watched um, Electric Boogaloo, the wild untold story of Canon Films. Um, mm-hmm. If you like knowing about weird trash, uh, it's it's fun. To, Canon, Canon Films was a bizarre, curious uh, film company. If you don't know about them, they made a bunch of like Chuck Norris stuff and Chuck, uh, Charles Bronson stuff. And They did a lot of work uh, with, with guys Van named Charlie. Damme. A lot of Charles, a lot of, lot of mustaches, checks, is what a lot I'm of mustaches, a lot of lot of men blowing things up, kind of movies. And uh, sometimes they had hits. Quite often they did not, and they uh, they grew too fast, too quick, and didn't have any taste. And so they they had a great model of make fifty movies, and then two of them pay for the rest, and then they doubled down on spending a lot on s- small movies, but they didn't. I mean, on big movies, but they didn't have the wherewithal to pull it through it was but it's a pretty interesting watch if you're inter- interested in that kind of stuff at all give that a look my other recommendation is uh if there's a trader joe's near you they've got a rice cracker medley right now which is actually one of the better ones that i've ever had it's uh surprising because it's um i would assume that it would come from japan one of the best that i ever had but this one's made in thailand and it's got a unique flavor to it um, others that I have shared it with do not see why it is any better than any other. However, <laughs> I think that it is, and it's very cheap. So go give that a try if you uh, got the opportunity. All right. I would like to recommend a comic book. I've been going to my Barnes & Noble every day and sitting down for an hour and reading comics. You know, I keep forgetting that's not bankrupt. Yeah. I mean, it went bankrupt, but it's not gone. Oh, we got one. We got a couple here in uh, in NYC. Yeah, they love when you just come read. Well, in in New York City, real New York heads will know this. We'll get this reference. Uh, they love it at Barnes and Noble when you uh, just come in to line up for the bathroom for a half an hour. Yeah, they love having a big old line outside their bathroom because they're the only bathroom within like a two mile radius. Uh, there's a particular Barnes and Noble. I, I won't tell you exactly where it is, but it is on Seventeenth Street, Union Square <laughs> North. Um, <laughs> Uh, if you need a bathroom, that's the only one you're ever going to see uh, up until about 59th Street. So f- check that one out. 
That's another recommendation for everybody. Anyway, sorry. What were you going to say? I've been rereading Sandman Mystery Theater, a 90s series that ran for 70 issues somehow. Uh, uh, Matt Wagner, Stephen T. Siegel wrote it. Uh, Guy Davis did a lot of the art. It's a great pulpy noir comic book that's kind of tangentially set in the DC universe, but not really. I think it's worth checking out. It's I'm, I'm having a good time. We love a good, uh, a good, uh, positive somehow over here, huh? Yeah. Where something ran somehow for 70 issues. That's, uh, all that vertigo stuff nice. did, though. Uh, back in the 90s, yeah. Yeah. It, they, they got nice, luxurious runs that you don't get at all anymore. 90s were pretty good. Pretty good for comics. That's what that's when Frasier came out. Pretty good time for being a comic creator and, uh, being allowed to breathe. Yeah. That was in Cheers. That's when Frasier came out. Uh, there right. you go. He was in. <laughs> he was in Cheers. Well, they're bringing back Frasier, so maybe comics are going to get good again. Yeah. Does IDW have a Frasier. He's going to find out what to do with those tossed salad, toss salad and scrambled, and scrambled eggs. eggs. They're is, calling I again. guess he's going to finally find out uh, what to do about them. If you've right. enjoyed this or any episode of Insert Credit, please rate and review our show wherever and however you can. You can also support us on patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own questions, listen to monthly bonus episodes, monthly and bonus other episodes. sweet treats. If you'd like to sponsor our show with an advertisement or personal message, it's easy and affordable to do so. Just contact us at show at insertcredit.com. You could also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com or find videos of these episodes on youtube.com slash insertcreditshow. Uh, by Hyper Gunsport, Wishless Demon School on Steam. Yeah. Listen to the Video Game History Hour for more pranks of Baldi. Uh, this episode is edited by Esper Quinn <laughs> with original music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. You'll hear more next week. That's it for two ninety nine. That's in the can. I'm gonna go pop a toilet. Yeah, yeah pop I'm a toilet. gonna get some waters. Brb. That's what I'm gonna do. Pop a toilet.